Well, a good Monday morning to you. Hope you had a great weekend and the Lord blessed you as you gathered with God's people on the Lord's Day, went to church, uh, learned something from God's Word, uh, just enjoyed uh, singing praises and uh, worshiping the Lord together. And that whole uh, notion that I just expressed, I hope you enjoyed worshiping God together actually comes out in today's Bible reading, and I'll get to that in just a minute. We're in Ezra chapters 5 and 6 today, and uh, the first thing I wanted to point out is is how Ezra chapter 5 begins, the first couple of verses. You know, God, God's people had really become neglectful of God's house. Now, they had good excuses for it. They'd been prohibited from doing a rebuilding project and so forth, uh, of the temple. These are, these are the people who came back from the Babylonian captivity, remember? They were, they were released, came back to build, uh, the, to build the temple. Started doing so, and uh, then some enemies of theirs sent a letter to the, the king back home and said, you, you got to get these people to stop this, because th- these are bad people, and Jerusalem has a bad history here. And the king complied, and he sent a letter, said, told him to stop. So they stopped for a long time. But then um, in, in, when, when you um, couple what we read here in Ezra with the prophecies of Haggai and Zechariah, and especially Haggai, Haggai the prophet comes on the scene, and Ezra 5.1 mentions that, that the Lord sent Haggai. And when Haggai came on the scene, he rebuked the people because they had become very complacent. They'd actually taken materials that were supposed to be used in the temple, rebuilding the temple, and built their own homes. So they become complacent about uh, serving the Lord and worshiping Him and rebuilding the temple and giving honor to Him as He, as he uh, deserved. So the prophets came, and they proclaimed this uh, challenge to the people that they needed to get back to the work. And how gracious is God to send His prophets to send those who preach the word and challenge us with what's going on in our lives, challenge us with our complacency and our neglect, uh, as well as our outright sin. I think most of us fit in the category when we need to be confronted of those um, in Ezra 5, 1 and 2. They, they they just become lackadaisical about things of the Lord, and they, they just stop doing stuff that they needed to do. And that complacency, they needed to be rattled out of that complacency. And God in his grace and in his kindness sent these, uh, these prophets, uh, Haggai and Zechariah, to come and shake up the people. And they responded. Uh, verses 1 and 2 tell us they responded and responded well. So they started rebuilding, and that didn't go over too well with those who uh, opposed the, the construction project. So they, again, sent letters to the, to the king back home, and this time was Darius, and um, said, you know, they got to stop doing this. Um, but, uh, the, the, but God's people also said, no, uh, we have orders from the previous king to do this. 
So um, Darius was uh, Darius was challenged by the opposition to God's people back in Jerusalem to uh, verify this: Is this really so? And it, it, notice how God, in His sovereignty, so works to in, in the heart of Darius that he finds the record that uh, Cyrus initially. Um, issued, saying that people could go back and build the temple. And when Darius found that, he said, well, hey, Cyrus said it, good enough for Cyrus, good enough for me. And he sent word back that, no, you need to let the people continue building and let this project, see this project to the end. And not only that, but give them the materials and the supplies and the money they need to finish this project, to get it done. So it was quite a turn of events. Now, here's where I'm leading with all this that kind of ties into my opening comment about I hope you enjoyed worshiping yesterday. At the end of chapter 6, um, after they, they had you know, got, got back to work on this building, they, it, it says in verse 22, they completed the, uh, at the end of chapter 6, they completed the temple, they dedicated the temple, and in verse 22, it tells us, they kept the Feast of Unleavened Bread seven days with joy. This is one of those annual festivals that were celebrated uh, in ancient Israel. They did this with joy. But here's, here's the next thing I want you to notice. It says, For the Lord made them joyful and turned the heart of the king, turned the heart of the king toward them. The Lord did this. The Lord made them joyful. The Lord turned the heart of the king. And what, what was it that they were so joyful about? Well, they were joyful about the, the way the Lord had turned the heart of the king. They were joyful that they were able to go to God's house once again, that this temple was completed, and they were able to worship God uh, together once again in the temple. They were thrilled with this. God made them joyful, and God turned the heart of the king. And both of those things are still possible, and true today, that it is God who will make you joyful in, his, in, in the worship of him, and it is God who can turn the heart of the king. And so remember that point when you think about what's going on in our world and in our government and so on and so forth. You know, God has his purposes for all this, and we don't understand it all, but in his time and in his way and, and in the right place, he will turn the heart of the king. And he does so for the sake of his glory and for his worship and for the good of his people. So, again, I say, I hope that you were able to gather with God's people yesterday and enjoyed worshiping God together, that God made you joyful in that worship. If you didn't find that to be true, then let me encourage you through the course of this week that you ask God to change your heart and to give you a heart of joy when you gather together. Uh, enter into his gates with joy, the psalmist says, when you gather on the Lord's day. I, I hope you'll do that. So our Father and our God, we do thank you today for the fact that you, in your grace, you send those to us to challenge us when we need it. And we're thankful also, Father, that in your sovereignty, you give us joyful hearts to worship and serve you, and you also turn the heart of the king. Bless these thoughts to our hearts today, we pray 
In Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. All right, well, have a good rest of your Monday. I trust God will bless you in it. Good day.